Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to your next episode of the Freedom Wire podcast. The entire Freedom Wire crew is here, all safe and sound, in a place in an underground bunker somewhere in a nondescript building. And we're all ready to talk about the war on conservatism. And it's all beginning with the conservative ban. Um, conservative movements, conservative people, conservative organizations are all getting banned on social media and we're going to delve into that today but before we do please take just a moment to like this video share this video also please subscribe to the channel if you haven't hit the notifications bell also that way you'll know every time a new episode is up and please comment on this video we are very interested in what you guys have to say do you think this is a war on conservatism if so let us know below and uh hopefully we'll we can uh discuss it in a future episode. Also, if you're not a part of Freedom Wire, it's really easy to become one. Click the bottom right-hand side of the screen, you'll see a link that'll take you to Freedom Wire. Give us your email. We'll start sending you stories that are important to conservatives like you and like us, and you probably won't read anywhere else. All right, guys, the war on conservatism. It has begun. Um, I wrote an article today about the war on conservatism. Um, the bottom line is, is we they're 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 doing away with guerrilla tactics, the shadow bands, the the um, you know behind doors uh, suppression of, of of viewers and things of that nature. It's gone out the window. They're now uh, uh, they're now in the middle of a full on assault on conservative America, and it's starting with these bands that are happening all over the place. People, organizations. Uh, movements, campaigns, it's, it's crazy. Now the banks, Wall Street, everything's getting into this and it's getting completely scary. Yeah, I'll be honest. I didn't think that this was going to happen like this. I didn't think they were just going to come out with, they're, they're not even in power yet. Just come out and start banning the president, censoring his, or his, um, his supporters and other conservatives and reporters just all out at once. It's like all out war online. Yeah, you, you know the old expression about how you boil a frog, you have it in the pot, you just slowly increase the heat and the frog won't even notice it's being boiled until it's already too late. Well, ever since the Capitol Hill riots last Wednesday, we have basically seen the left just figure, hey, might as well kill the frog quickly, douse it in gasoline, set it on fire. They are now no longer doing the secret, subversive, hidden tactics of shadow banning accounts here, fact-checking Trump's tweets. Now it's just full-on outright banning of everything that is even remotely conservative. Trump has been booted off of every single social media platform. Uh, people selling Trump gear have been banned from online commerce platforms. It is all-out immediate and honestly shocking because they have, like Grace said, they don't have the power yet. Biden hasn't been inaugurated. The new Congress hasn't been fully inducted yet, but they're going ahead with it anyway, because they are so convinced of their own uh, invincibility at this point that they are more than happy to take what they were doing in the shadows and now just blatantly do it in the public square. And there's really nothing we can do about it to stop them at this point. How, how, how do you shut it down after this? They won or are in the process of winning. 
Well, I mean, we did get hit Twitter a little bit. So many people moved over to Gab and Parler that they lost $5 billion in market value. But to me, it's not enough. Yeah. And look, look at what they did to Parler. The whole point of, you know, those contrary social media movements was in response to saying, well, if you don't, if you don't like Twitter, make your own Twitter. If you don't like Facebook, make your own Facebook. If you, if you don't like what the left is doing, just go out and make your own thing. And they drove conservatives and other groups like that out of the public square into the tiny isolated little corner of Parler. And then they just burned down Parler. In the span of a weekend, we went from Parler being a cutting edge place of you know people discussing free speech issues and other stuff like that to not only was it banned from Google Play App Store and a bunch of other places, the server is shut down. Like they killed the website. You can now no longer access Parler. And that was in keeping with their plan. So it's not like we they, they like we're even able to continue doing stuff we were trying to do already. They killed it. And this shows how much power they have. And that's it, not quiet anymore. Well, this was their, uh, I, I think this was our uh, a turning point in our country where I feel like last week was like our German Reichstag moment back, back when you know, Hitler and the Nazis came to power, they used the burning of the German, their German government building, Reichstag, I can't ever, I'm not very good with German, but they burned that. And then all of a sudden they used that, that was burned, you know, it's always been debated who, if the Nazis are involved or not. And they used that to suppress their political opposition and we know what happened after that. Now, obviously, it's not an apples to apples comparison, but it is a similar how they're using this, that one event, the only time I'm aware of Trump supporters acting like that as a way to now just censor everything full scale, while at the same time, the Iranian Ayatollah's tweets are up, there's all these horrendous tweets that are up there, they're actually calling for destruction of whole countries, i.e. Israel and the United States. But all of a sudden, boom, they finally got the event they were looking for the one time that the conservative, you know, people on the right, I don't, I don't consider myself with those people but you know what i'm saying they consider them as as a, such a threat to the republic that they have to shut down every conservative speech they were waiting for this for years this is like this was a perfect storm for them this was awesome for them yeah and, and that's exactly it ryan they've been waiting for this for years and how do we know that the fact that it took zero time for them to enact all of these different mm -hmm. bands and and um set and, and here's the thing guys this isn't just a ban. This is outright censorship of a political ideology. This is exactly what the founding fathers warned us about when we did not have free, if we do not uh, stay vigilant in keeping our liberties. This is it. We are now persona non grata at the social media table. And now they're not even letting us start our own social media because if we do, they're going to shut it down if you have the wrong server. Um, I'll tell you what's more disturbing though. What's more disturbing than the bans because I get that. I, I, you knew it was gonna happen. You knew they were gonna start coming after us. What really grinds my gears is um, the fact that so many Americans are celebrating the censorship of the entire side of, of, of conservatives. What planet do we live on where Americans are applauding censorship of ideas? Well, this is the, the problem with 
having such moralistic arguments about it. Uh, you know, like Ryan said, you know, he, there was a the comparison of the Reichstag fires, but we've seen this tactic done all throughout history. Uh, Rome burns to the ground in parts. Emperor Nero blames the Christians and uses that as his platform to persecute a religious movement. Uh, there was recently an attempted insurrection in Turkey that the president there used as an excuse to shut down civil liberties and tighten his uh, restrictions on the, on the country. This is how it works. And the problem is that everyone thinks they're doing the right thing. It's all done in the name of public safety and you know protecting the country. So yeah, of course people are gonna celebrate it because they've been told for so long that it was the right thing to do. This, this thing of them kicking Trump off of Twitter, this wasn't a new idea. As recently as two weeks ago, Michelle Obama very publicly called on social media platforms to ban him forever. Uh, and people have been doing that since literally the day he announced his campaign. They have been in one way or another trying to get social media to ban him for any number of things. Wednesday, January 6, 2021 was the day that they found a crime to meet the accusation. And they had been preparing for it for a very long time. Some of the legislation introduced to try to ban congressmen from or any Republican congressman who was on board with it to ban them from, from the government. That was dated January 5th. That was the day before. They were preparing for it. They knew that you know huge gatherings of Trump supporters in DC was going to cause some sort of problem and they were waiting to capitalize on it. And unfortunately, the actions of the people at Capitol Hill handed them the opportunity on a silver platter. They were waiting for it and they finally found something that fit the bill. And now this is what we have to deal with. And it's not our fault. Most rational conservatives probably tell you what happened at Capitol Hill was terrible, but we have to reap the consequences anyway. Yeah, I'm totally overwhelmed by all of it. The last few days, like I'm honestly concerned um, for like safety of people that I know, um, influencers and stuff, because there's people who I always go, you know, you go in your messages, you get threats from people on the left. I'm going to save this. I'm going to screenshot this. But I never thought that I would see the day where they were literally making certain, demonizing certain phrases, fight for Trump, stop the steal. Anybody who's ever used those words needs to be completely banned off the internet or worse. That's a very scary time that we're living in. And I am honestly freaked out by it. I don't know what to do. Like, what is the path moving forward after this? Yeah, especially because Grace, you're the team's social media guru. You you do all that stuff. You're you're in that world all the time. Yeah. I, I feel really bad for you. And <laughs> anyone else who's in a position like yours of having to be on social media and involved in it, only to have it, you know, kind of, kind of the rug pulled out from under you by people who are mad that other people who voted for the same guy you did did something wrong. And now all conservatives have to pay the penalty for it. And it's so hypocritical. That's the thing. Like, it's so hypocritical for them to sit here and, and accuse Trump of inciting violence. And even though he didn't, he called for peace, like Sean pointed out. And it's just unbelievable that we spent a year of watching riots in Milwaukee and all over the country from Antifa, who are literally burning down cities and towns, causing tens of millions of dollars in damage. And yet that's okay, because that's in the name of 
what they call racial justice. That's all billions of dollars, Grace. Billions uh, of dollars. Billions. I thought it was the thing is, if if Trump is the new standard for inciting violence with rhetoric, if he is the line in the sand drawn by Twitter that says anything past this point is obscene and calls for violence and must be shut down, okay, great. Twitter can technically do that because we haven't really clarified Section 230 at all. They can still technically do that. But if they're going to try to have any sort of objective standard, everything past that point must also be banned. So like Ryan was saying, you have to essentially kick the entire Iranian regime off of Twitter, ban the entire Chinese Communist Party, uh, ban multiple other foreign powers and, you know, other groups where the dictator has access to Twitter, but his people do not. I and then, then, yeah, then let's bring it home. Uh, you have to ban AOC, Nancy Pelosi, and pretty much every other radical Democrat who said there needs to be uprising in the uprisings in the streets over the summer. Ooh, need to bad, ban bad Chris Isn't making lists inciting violence? Yeah, yeah. You got to ban Chris Cuomo, who said, show me where protests are supposed to be polite and peaceful. That's inciting violence. You got to ban Don Lemon, who said the biggest terrorist threat in this country is white men radicalized to the right. That was calling for violence. So if Trump has been the line drawn in the sand, everything past him has to be cut off if Twitter is not going to be a bunch of hypocrites. Now, of course, we all know they are. We all know they're insane. We all know Jack Dorsey is a deranged leftist who you know, lives and breathes double standards, but we can at least call out the company for being ridiculous. Speaking of double standards, did you see um, what Twitter wrote in response to Uganda blocking Facebook and Twitter from your servers? Yeah, I, I did see that. It's a violation of human rights all of a sudden to uh, not allow people to use Twitter. It's just so hypocritical. Well, yeah, for, for anybody who missed that, I, I have the, the post right here, Ryan. I'll, I'll hand it over to you in a second. I just wanted to read that. They, this is, you know, the Twitter public policy account verified, run by, you know, Twitter corporate entities. Ahead of the Ugandan election, we're hearing reports that internet service providers are being ordered to block social media and messaging apps. We strongly condemn internet shutdowns. They are hugely harmful, violate basic human rights, and the principles of the open internet. Uh, and then, you know, they continue on talking about what they did earlier this week. Access to information and freedom of expression, including the public conversation on Twitter, is never more important than during the democratic process, particularly elections. So now Twitter has decided that open discourse about electoral related issues is super important, but only in Uganda. Yeah, well, and Google, so uh, th these people like Google and these tech, like Twitter, they all think conservatives are a bigger threat to them than like the, the Iranians and this communist China. You know, I know that with Google because they actively sent, work with the Chinese government to censor speech. You could you go, go to China right now. I don't know why you would, but go to China right now. Go down to Google machine, one of those Google machines, do the little search thing, go tank man Tiananmen Square. I bet it don't show up because, you know, it doesn't show up. And now a lot of it has to do with Google and these people. So they they think all of us on this screen right now are a bigger threat than like the communist Chinese and the Iranians. Yeah. So let's just call them what they are. They're, they're fascists. They're tyrants. They're acting like it. They're actually, and I'm not going to take that back because they'll, they'll want, you know, they're like, oh, that's you. Yeah, I am actually, because you can't 
you guys can't take any opposition or any speech that is against you, what you believe in. So you have to shut it down because our ideas work. Yours don't. Yours suck. Ours are better. Every time conservatism works, it, it's tried. It works. And they can't, they don't want the people to know that. What are they going to do? Um, hate you more? Yeah. They, they already want you dead. Pretty much. Oh, come on. Look at just, I'm like America's kid. What are you talking about? If, if we're going to talk hypocrites, I don't know if you guys saw Arnold Schwarzenegger's four-minute video to America, or to Trump, more or less. Um, he referred, it's funny how, how Ryan brought up Germany and, and the parliament, or uh, where, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, the capital, but I don't know where our parliament came from. Maybe it was German parliament, I don't know. Anyways. The Reichstag uh, building. The Reichstag building. He, he compared what happened at the Capitol building to the night of broken glass. Oh. Meanwhile, his own father was a Nazi soldier. <laughs> Do you not see the hypocrisy here? <laughs> not see the hypocrisy. Yes, we, we very do. Uh, we very clearly do see it here. Um, <laughs> yeah. It, honestly, generally speaking, I hate it when people invoke Hitler and the Nazis and things at, to, to make their points. As I see it, if you have to bring up the Nazis in an argument, it's because you're losing the argument. But for some reason, as, as with every other thing, we can't escape the Hitler references. The Capitol Hill riot is being compared to either the Reichstag fire or the Night of Broken Glass. Two completely separate things entirely centered on the Nazis seizing power. And depending on whether you're on the right or the left, it determines which event you think it most, uh, most closely uh, represents or resembles. And on the right, it was, you know, a event where, you know, we don't fully understand what was going on that one group used to seize power. If you're on the left, you see it as resembling a night in history when Nazis rose up, trashed Jewish businesses, and seized power. There's only, there's only been one side that has trashed businesses. Right. There's only been one side that is trying to control the, the speech and thoughts of the other. There's only one side that is censoring our conservative voices. That's not the conservatives. No, that's not to say that hardcore radical right wing wouldn't do the same thing if it was in a similar position, right. but it doesn't have the power to do it. There's only one group that's in power to the point where they can do that. And as many people have been saying, you don't censor a dictator, the dictator does the censoring. If Trump was the dictator they wanted to make him out to be, if Trump was the second coming of Adolf Hitler, you, you could not ban Hitler's Twitter account. Hitler does the banning. The comparison doesn't make any sense. And yet they yeah. continue to want to invoke the, the imagery that everyone who supports Trump is a literal Nazi. Yeah. Again, well, I, invoke Hitler when you're losing the argument. I find it hilarious that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are out there saying, what if, how would the Capitol Hill police treated if they were Antifa or Black Lives Matter protesters? I can't believe that came out of a human being's mouth. 
I just really, I can't, I can't, like, that was, like, did you watch anything that happened this past summer? They were, they were taking over whole precincts. They were just letting them take over the city. They weren't arresting them. They weren't doing, a, the mayor of Washington, D.C., within minutes was already calling, you know, shutting down the Capitol, calling in the National Guard, all this stuff in D.C., but she, she let her city burn in the summer. But Joe Biden out there, he had actually an opportunity to, because he's missed Captain Unity, apparently, and then what does he do? He gets out there and says crap like that and starts going after Trump supporters. Uh, you know, this is the guy that this is a bunch of crap. We are so being gaslighted. It's unbelievable how much gaslighting is going on in the country right now. Well, D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser has no leg to stand on no, when it comes to this whole thing. Within minutes of the Capitol Hill incident, she was calling for the National Guard to be brought in. Uh, when BLM was setting big chunks of D.C. on fire... Not only did she like kind of approve of it, she actively campaigned to not have the National Guard do things. If you recall, she made a televised statement where she told protesters where the National Guard was staying and then threw in, oh, also they probably don't have bullets in their guns. Go over and you know see what they're willing to do. Because she wanted the National Guard out of DC by any means necessary. And now she suddenly thinks that the National Guard is important, wants them to be brought in to keep the peace and she expects us to just forget about the things she's done in the past. And I, I call out her hypocrisy partic particularly because it was so public. She, what do you expect when you tell Antifa where to find National Guardsmen? Were you expecting them to just go shake hands, exchange flowers and walk on with their business? She's creating confrontation because it worked back then. If it happens now, it doesn't work for their narrative. So, of course, they have to be all about support law and order all of a sudden. But we didn't forget. We, we remember that's what they did. And, and, and look, guys, I just, got a, I just got an update on my phone. The FBI has opened more than 160 case files in connection with the Capitol riot. 160 investigations. The reason people were angry is because they wouldn't open one investigation into an election that has over a million signed affidavits of voter fraud. They didn't, they didn't give it one iota of, of, of thought where this all could have been avoided had they just investigated the, the election. They spent three years investigating Russia. They didn't spend one day investigating these, the, uh, you know, the claims of voter fraud. And you to, be, to be fair, oh, yeah. To be, to be fair on that, asking them to investigate doesn't even mean you're insisting that the election was stolen. No. It just means, hey, look around at the country. Upwards of seventy people, or seventy percent of the people in the country, think our electoral system is corrupt and untrustworthy. If you're ever going to have a fair and functioning society again, you have to restore confidence in our ability to conduct the democratic process. I've mentioned this before. Say what you will about the United States government, but their capacity to investigate things is unparalleled. They can launch so many investigations into such ridiculous subjects that at the very least, have people look at this and you know, be able to reassure the people that you know, our electoral system is not falling apart. It hasn't been hijacked and it hasn't been used to you know, install a corrupt regime that has no right to be there. Even if an investigation ended with Biden deserves to be there, just do it and tell us instead yeah. of shutting it down immediately. And that's where big tech comes in too. 
because they wouldn't let anybody talk about it. Mm -hmm. The good news is I was, I was talking to a lawyer in the DC airport the other day on my way back to Florida, and he was one of the top lawyers working on some of the Wisconsin election fraud cases. And he said they're gonna continue trying to expose it and still get it in the courts, regardless of, it's, it's not gonna change the election result, obviously, but it's the fact that it happened and people need to be aware that it happened so that they can make procedural changes in the future for elections. Um, but I thought that was encouraging that people are gonna still try, it's not a totally lost cause. And here's, here's the thing, if the shoe were on the other foot, if, this, if, if, if the left was, was talking that was was the one that the election was being stolen from, or maybe supposedly or allegedly stolen from. I would be out there saying yes, let's investigate this, let, investigate it because I want to be able to throw this in your face when it's over. <laughs> I would investigate it. Let's make sure this is true because number one, more than anything, I want to make sure that my elections are fair and safe. Number two. If I can throw anything into a liberal space, I will take that chance and an investigation would ensure that that would be able to happen. They didn't do one. Department of Justice, no. FBI, no. Guys. They've, they've been expecting, they've been expecting Trump's team to do all the investigation. You know, one thing that they, so they didn't put, FBI didn't investigate the election fraud, but they put like, was it 15 case officers on the Bubba Wallace rope in in a in a garage that that should tell you something right there i mean i'm just saying i mean i mean it's funny but it's sad it's true i mean this is where they're distracted they follow the narrative too i mean and the fbi and institutions like that are a big reason why people like we did see what happened in the capital people just don't trust anything anybody in the government or in our culture or in our society we have no trust because we don't value each other anymore nobody values anybody how are you going to trust anybody if you don't value them so this is what's going on. There's a total breakdown, societal breakdown right now. And the fact that big tech and social media and massive corporations are complicit in this is what makes it all the more concerning because now it's not just politicians. There is also a intensely cultural element to this whole thing. And like we said at the, the top of the episode, because you know we got to bring things to a conclusion here soon, we don't know where this is going. We don't know where it's going to stop. It's entirely possible that we might come on here one day and have to tell you, hey, FreedomWire's social media got taken down because we said the word big tech and election fraud too many times in an episode and now they're angry at us because they, they don't even need a reason. They just do it. But yeah, everybody kind of has to stay on their toes with this one because there's no end in sight to it. And you got to be a little concerned by that, I think. I think even worse, Connor, is we won't get the chance to say goodbye. <laughs> That's the bottom line is we won't get the chance to say goodbye. And, and, and so when we do it for now, we're going to cherish it because you never know. This could be our last sign off of Freedom Wire because of what's going on. But you don't put all your eggs in one basket. Yep. You live every day like it's your last. Hug your kids before they're shipped off to the PBS concentration camps <laughs> and hope for the best. Yes. Well, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. We're ending on a message of hope. <laughs> Hopefully you're uplifted um, or just informed. That's all we really care about. Uh, thank you for listening. Please, again, like we said at the top of the broadcast, like the video, share the video, comment on the video, subscribe to the channel, hit the notifications bell. 
Become a member of Freedom Wire, real easy to do. If you made it this far, you heard it in the beginning, just do what I told you in the beginning and uh, you'll start getting the stories that are important to people like us. Um, guys, you have anything you want to end with? Say goodbye to the people with. If this was your last one, what would you say to them? If they can do it to us, they can do it to you. They're coming for the Second Amendment next. This happened in Michigan right now. They're already banning the they're banning uh, firearms around the state capitol building now. They're, they're just working their way down the list. They got to knock out the First Amendment first, and then second one's right there. They'll, that'll be the next item. Uh, I'll throw in a reminder. Don't forget to check links on the description below to articles we mentioned on the show, things we didn't get to discuss in depth, you know, because of time constraints and stuff. And hey, if they, they can attack us on YouTube, but they can't take down our own website just yet. So go there, read up on all the stuff, catch up on past episodes if you want. Uh, everything you need and more is on freedomwire.com. Become a member today. Very fine sentiment there, Connor. Um, again, guys, I'm going to remind you, your Americans' rebel blood is coursing through your veins. Do not give up. We are not out of this. I want you to go ahead and fight peacefully and patriotically to keep your liberties. Stay free, America. God bless you.